And so first off, I want to welcome on Maury onto the actual podcast. He's the CEO and founder of uh, RIP Media Group and have a co-host today, Dr. Serene. He's the founder of Abundance Health. So welcome on, guys. Thank you. Great to be here. So, I mean, I mean, you know what? Um, I want to talk media. I want to talk about how businesses can really tell better stories, especially those boring businesses. Like, I'm in healthcare. <laughs> And healthcare yeah. now is, is now sexy, I feel like, you know, with everything going on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, healthcare has got a brand new, uh, a brand new facelift, I should say. Um, but um, telling stories around it still can be challenging with the privacy and how much to tell, what's not going to be too intrusive behind that. And um, so let's just kind of start with how you got started in like media, if you don't mind, Maury. Sure, okay. sure, sure. Happy to. So, um and what you're saying right now about, you know, it's kind of sexy right now. I, I kind of want to dive in, if you don't mind. I just want to dive Please. in on one of, the, one of my favorite acronyms. I've been using it for years when we talk with our customers. And again, I mean, you know, you probably talk about it, but, you know, we create the videos that are, that are animated, 3D, you know, anything from, you know, our, anything from artificial hearts to Kaiser Permanente's, you know, uh, internal story, you know, their vision, that kind of thing to Amgen, Biogen, um, you know, lots of these folks. And actually we're working with Cepheid, who's one of the three um, makers of the testing machines. That are going out so we're actually finishing up a video for them it's gonna be really cool so this is a really really great time but you said it so you know it's a sexy industry right now because it's so interesting you know so interesting so my acronym is the stuff what's the stuff in the story is it is it sexy does it sizzle is another way i use the s you know so like is it sexy or does it sizzle does it stand out is it visually just arresting is it visually engaging is it t touching can it touch the heart? Is it nostalgic? Is it making me think of my child, my grandparent, my mother, my wife, you know, some way that makes me feel differently, literally touch the heart. You is something totally unexpected. This is very unusual for the healthcare industry, right? But you can do it and you can come in and disrupt somebody's thinking for just a moment, grab their attention and then tell the greater details of what your, your product or your service or your treatments are. It's really important. So S-T-U-F, funny. If you can be funny and you can bring out the humor, you will be memorable. And the last one, which is actually used a lot in this in industry as well as in the insurance industry is fear. Fear of missing out on a great treatment. Fear of, you know, I mean, what could happen? I mean, there's a lot of fear right now. And quite honestly, I think a lot of the, um, a lot of the commercials that you see out there, I think I just put a post out recently, I think on LinkedIn or something like that recently about how everybody's sort of preying on fear Right now, you know, you're afraid to come to the restaurant. Hey, we're here for you. We're wearing the mask, that kind of thing. I say it's about time now. We all recognize the fear. And I think most people that are, you know, paying attention, which is hundreds of millions, if not billions of people are paying attention now, we're already scared. Maybe give us another one of those four cues, one of those another emotional cues so that I don't have to be scared. I know you're taking precautions, but give me something a little bit lighter. Give me something that's sexy. Give me something that touches the heart. Give me something that I have some hope. And by the way, the touching is also inspiration, hope, um, you know, aspiration, where we wanna be, where we'll get back to. You know, that's why, that's how elections are won. That's how, you know, those kinds of stories, that's how, uh, you know, companies really thrive. It's not always the best product. It's the best story that people can grab onto, remember, be emotional, engaged with and care about and that's really where we live that's what we do that's what we do for companies so I know that wasn't exactly your answer but you touched on something and I wanted to address it no no man I mean I mean honestly this is exactly what 
what type of conversation I really want to have with you because especially right now, like I feel like everyone's pressing that that whole that whole like fear button. Nat- yeah. And it's natural right now too, right? I mean, it's all through the news. There's there's crazy counters on like a lot of different stations, and it it's easy to to just to easily fall into that whole rabbit hole of just let's just be super super uh, on like high alert about everything. But right. uh, but how do you pivot out of that and make things light, especially for something that's so heavy? You know, Ooh, that's a good question. So there's believe it or not, there's a there's a pretty in depth process that we go through because we're not just you know we're just oh uh, this is your situation. Let me tell you a story. You know, let me, let me tell you a story about that. Let me just fix it right here. We actually go through a pretty detailed process with every one of these customers that are, you know, th- some are very big brands, some are brands you've never heard of, but thank goodness they're out there because they're the ones that put the little stint, you know, the vena cava valve, you know, in your heart or that help you grow a spine, you know, this, the, you know, more spine for children, that kind of thing. So we have the Growing Spine Foundation. We have Dr. Susan Love we work with and it takes a long time, but the process is, and tell you what, I boil it down to three main things, which is who are you talking to? What do you want them to know? What do you want them to feel? And then what do you want them to do? I guess it's really four things, isn't it? But who are you talking to? What do you want them to know? What do you want them to do? What do you want them to feel? And if we can really get into those and answer those questions or you know, your listeners, if they're a brand or they have a new product or a service coming out and you can answer those, then we can take those answers and maybe put a metaphor together, put a story together, put an analogy together. Because if you hit something right on the nose, you're now a PowerPoint presentation. I want them to know that, you know, hi, you're a doctor, you operate here, you have scared, this isn't interesting, right? If you tell a story about the patient from the patient's point of view, you know, like think about like, you know, first person point of view, you know, like look at a lot, you know, if we're looking out through the person's eyes, you'll see a lot of blinks. You see them looking around, they're scared. They recoil from people when they come up, they have a mask on everybody else. I mean, imagine how this looks to a child. I mean, they've got to be really scared going into these hospitals. That, you know, is going to elicit fear, but you can bring something, you know, the, 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 the goodness, the sunshine, the, you know, what happens in 14, 21, 30 days, you know, that we're working so hard that we're doing everything we can. So you don't necessarily have to start off with the fear. You can start off with, we know who we're talking to. We got to get empathy. We understand you. We understand your story, but we know what you want. We want you to do. Maybe that's, I mean, I, I could ask you an example, but I'm making this up as I go along. Um, what do we want people to do? We want them to feel. You want them to feel inspiration, then focus there. Go there. Let's tell a story of inspiration. Let's not tell a story that sticks in the fear mode and, and plays that melodramatic music the whole time because now I started in fear and I ended in fear. And every great story has transformation. You transform from one spot and go to another. And like Sri's background there, I, I thought that was a Star Wars ship. That was really funny. Yeah. Hey, Luke Skywalker transformed from a farm boy into, you know, the guy that saved the galaxy. And then I guess did it again in the you know, most recent movies, right? If you think of anybody, if you think of Michael Corleone and The Godfather, I know these references are old, but he started off a good guy, a war hero turned into a mob boss, right? Think about, you know, Avatar. He, I mean, again, every single movie that I could bring up, it's all about transformation. They're in one place, typically from a bad spot to a better place. Rocky Balboa, you know, Creed, you know, they're in a bad spot, come through and they become a champion. You know, then they can help people, that kind of thing. So it's all about transformation. 
Love those, man. Love it. I mean, and, and you know, um, I would love to hear how you and Doc are going to jam on this next question. But, <laughs> but, but it's like, you know, especially for what Dr. Sari does, which is more a preventative measures, biohacking type of type of work that he's into. Um, I think it takes a person that's one willing, of course, to even be open to it. But trying to sell someone on a preventative measure and really tell that story has to be tough. <laughs> and so, Dr. Sari, do you mind jumping in and at least uh, giving us some light about how that process has kind of worked for you in the past and maybe thoughts about how it's going to look in the future with like everything sure. that's going on? Well, you know, yeah, prevention's it's hard to sell, even though, you know, you can show study. Like, I, I work with a lot of corporate clients, too, where I set up on-site clinics for them and do prevention at the workplace. And, you know, there's study after study after study that shows, hey, if you do X, Y, and Z, you're going to have less injuries, your employees are going to work better, it's going to be more productive. But I still get pushback saying, hey, you know what? I know, but I want to put that money up right now. Even though it might cost me 100 grand right now and it could cost me 10 million in the future. Right. It's just not a, a something I want to spend. And I think just people's mentality is more reactive than it is uh, active in trying to prevent things. So it is a tough sell, but um, I think once people get a little taste of what could happen uh, if they don't take the right steps, they start saying, okay, well, let's 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 make sure I, I prevent that from happening. Like a lot of my clients tend to be like, oh, the doc just said I might start ha having high blood pressure or I might have to take cholesterol medicines. So they're like, okay, I don't want to deal with anything that happens with that, so let's work on it. So those are the people that definitely get more excited about prevention. Um, you know, if you're 18 and you have no issues and you're no concerns in the world, <laughs> then, you know, you're not going to think about, you know, should I wear the seatbelt or not? It's just doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna roll without the helmet, right? That's kind of how most people kind of look at yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Up until you hit your head. <laughs> That's exactly. You know, I'm the Mike Tyson quote, right? That was a great one. So everybody wants to be a champion until you get punched in the face. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like, whoa. Okay. Wait a second. Maybe this wasn't a great idea. Yeah. I, I, I wrote a couple notes down just on what uh, what Tree said there. If if um, if you don't mind, I'd like to jump into please. that. Yeah, please do. I don't have a I don't have a solution. I mean, there there's one that's a it's a broad solution. Right. I mean, this is, a, you know, again, I don't want to, to pass this off as too light, but, you know, right now, if you can turn, you know, you're nice to have thing. If you're a nice to have, most people aren't going to act on that. It's nice to have, you know, preventative. It's nice to, but if it's a must have. So that's the whole challenge right there. I mean, that's sort of the answer, but that's the challenge, right? So if we can change the nice to have thing into a must have. So the a couple of ways, just scenarios that popped up again, guys, I'm not. You know, I, I don't have more information to work with, but I just got some ideas that popped into my head. I jotted them down. So, you know, one way to do is, or one thing to think about is visual. And what I'm talking about with emotion is really going to matter. And it comes down to literally your pitch, your meetings, and how you are conveying that. Because I feel like, because we deal with so many healthcare companies and so forth, and they're so regulated, it's stats, it's bits, it's bytes, it's, you know, it's, it's almost like the tech industry, like it speeds, it's feeds, you know, is this one faster than this one? Or, you know, what's the, what's the cost? What's the this? You got to move them out of that and get them into an emotional spot. At least then they're more, quite frankly, open to the ideas that you're going to bring out. So if you can go from sort of why and then what and then how, where medical practitioners are always in how. How do I fix it? Do I cut it? Do I bring it out? Do I, how do I treat it? How do I, you know what I mean? Kind of thing. And I'm going to bring a solution. They deal with how and fix, how and fix every single day. I'm married to 
a physician and this is a challenge for me and <laughs> professional and personal. So yeah. if we can go from the why it's important, why it matters, and that's where the emotional piece comes in. You can't spend 20 minutes doing that, but you can get a why, which might be a scenario. And I wrote a couple down, which is, you know, a before and after case. Sure, we've had other people that said the exact same thing, you know, Dr. Jones, but you know, uh, you know, Dr. You know, Dr. Krishna at Kaiser Permanente had a had a patient come in, and this and that happened, and now they are this and that and the other, and they found a hundred thousand dollars savings because they aren't in bed, and they still have their kids that they can hug and kiss, and those kids sent me a letter. Here it is, right? You know, like. Okay, I'm open. You could have 40 seconds, and I obviously just made that up, but get real stories there, the before and the after. Um, you know, get that. And then what it is that you do, you know, setting up the clinics, you know, this kind of preventative thing, and then how it's done. But reversing the order on that, I think, is very um, detrimental to getting that emotional impact. And you got to get people to open up just a little bit. And I know it's hard. I know it's hard in this industry. We've done hundreds of these, hundreds of clients in this industry but it really works when you go that route. And another way, I guess I'm just thinking another scenario I pecked down here when, we were, when you were talking is, it's one of my favorites, sort of a tale of two cities. You know, if you actually, some people really like the micro, let's talk about one particular patient, one particular scenario. The other is the macro. Let's say it's, let's say it's the preventative medicine. There's two cities. One city is, and I'm thinking visually, but you know, let's say there's an airdrop this one gets the preventative and this one gets a placebo or nothing, or they wait until to treat. And this is what happens, it's sort of like Sim City. This one grows and flourishes and you know people are happy and dancing and playing Frisbee on the beach and that kind of thing. And this one's polluted, <laughs> you know, pollution chugging out, you know, the, the buildings aren't growing, it's not clean and that, that kind of thing. So something visual that shows, I mean, that's also a before and an after and an A and it versus a B. But those kind of things are what popped into my mind. And I'm, again, I, I know I'm sort of hogging the airwaves here and I apologize for that, but hopefully this has given a couple of insights, opening up a new idea for, for somebody out there. Definitely is, man. I mean, I mean, honestly, this is, this is what it's about too, because that's valuable thought process to really take people through. Um, and I know the audience, especially if you're where I am, it's difficult not to start with the how, right? Especially right. with a lot of things that we have. You know, we're always looking, especially with a couple of the companies I'm working with, a German base. So their their whole idea of marketing is, you know, the actual specs, speed, you know, right. faster, stronger, right? right? And they go into those nuances of like each different element. And it's like, but here in the US, everything is like emotional first and then we justify with logic, right? At least that's how most people kind of think things through. And, um, but it's difficult not Absolutely. to go against that grade. Even though we know better, it's difficult not to come out with all this, you know, jargon about data and stats first. Right. It's, it's, and look, it's, it's tough to make, it's tough to make stats, uh, interesting. You know, there are ways <laughs> yeah. to do it, you know what I mean? But it's, Hey, it's a bullet point. We usually tune out and it's, um, you know, again, that's, that's why I think visual is a really great way to go because you can make stats more visually interesting if you do, you know, if you fly them in through motion graphics and 3D design and that kind of thing. You can make a thermometer more interesting visually, at least you're grabbing people's attention for, you know, a couple of moments. And it kind of it kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, was that, some study, it was like uh, from, you know, well, we've been around thousands or millions of years, however you look at it, but certainly we're here 150, you know, 200, 300 years ago when we would get, a couple of hundred pieces of input a day, you know, on right. a farm, 
oh my goodness, we got another cow, <laughs> you know, my, you know, my, my kid's running out there and oh, there's a stream, let me keep an eye, everything's good. Now we get 70,000 pieces of input a day. Our brains haven't really been wired to process this. Things beeping and buzzing. We have multiple computers, multiple, tiny screen, bigger screen, bigger screen, bigger screen. Let me, let me watch the big screen to relax at night while my little screen is beeping at me. You know what I mean? So we have so much input. The big thing is how do you cut through that to get somebody's attention? And, and typically stats on their own won't do it. But stats with a story can. There's some really great data visualization, you know, ways to show data. Um, so you can look up data viz. You know, we got some, you know, some some things like that on our website that um, can help you out there. But that actually might be a way for you to win. Like, let's make the data interesting and interesting uh, visually, and then you can tell a little bit of a story within that data instead of just the data for data's sake. I yeah, love I that. think whenever you talk about story, um, whenever you tell a story, the audience is always like picturing themselves in that story, whether they're, yeah. you know, the main character or the someone just kind of watching it. So that draws people in. And then if you give them the right concept, the right emotion, then that might help them decide to take whatever action that you want to want them to do. That's exactly, that's exactly right. That's exactly what I feel. And I'd say, if it's a good story, <laughs> you grab people, right? And then, and then there's something else to think about. I mean, this, this isn't easy at all, but some people are visual learners, some people are auditory learners, and most folks are, you know, are kinetic, you know, learners. That's why some people go to, college, like I had to go to class. I had to, you know, there were kids that, you know, supposedly sat next to me in college. They, they showed up for test day and they would just go home and read the books and that was it. And I'm like, I just can't do that. I got I to gotta feel what the professor is talking about here. Are they passionate? Are they not? What's the story they told on the, because I'll remember those. And that's obviously why my career path has led the way it has. But I remember those little stories, which reminded me of the data. I remember the, you know, you know, 1812, you know what? I can't remember the date, but I remember the story that was told about it. I remember the war and the battle and, you know, that kind of thing. So you're right. And so there's, you got to try to appeal to each of those folks, the auditory, the visual, the, the kinetic. And that's why I brought up the stuff. You know, we talked about that already. You know, those are sort of five cues that people do tap into. There's much more complex. You get into store. And uh, can I keep rolling here? Please, please. <laughs> so, so Sri, the the story arc. I I'd like to talk about this because when you say what it, what's what's a great story, there are basic elements. And you know what? I'm gonna even. I don't. Is this or is this sort of recorded visually or Absolutely, just our yeah. voice? All right, I'm going to throw this up. I'm going to see if I can multitask. I'll, I'll change my background to what we use for the, uh, this is called the story arc. So my virtual background here, I'll probably just move out of the way, but this is the story arc. This is the three act structure. And whether you're, here, I'll get out of the way. <laughs> this is how people tell stories in Hollywood with great commercials, great books, great articles. They grab you at the beginning and I'll, I'll, I'll walk it through. Um, in fact, I'm going to simplify it because there's about 11 or 12 steps. You know, every movie that you've seen, if you don't mind, Sri, Joe, throw me a, a, a favorite movie, not the favorite, but what's a movie you like, enjoy, memorable? Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire is a good one. How about you, Sri? Um, since we were talking about it earlier, the first one that popped in my head was Star Wars. Star Wars, okay, great. So I'll go, I'll go, I'm going to go with Jerry Maguire because it's a little bit tougher. Um, so, because I have a whole video I, where I break down Star Wars and put it in the story arc. And if anybody cares, I'll give you the, the link to it. Yeah, so please. it's true. It's a great one. One of my favorite movies of all time. But so Jerry Maguire, 
guy starting off, hot shot, not such an empathetic character. You know, Tom Cruise at that point playing, playing a cocky young guy. Really? <laughs> He's always playing a cocky young guy. Cocky young guy in Top Gun. Toppy, yeah, cocky young guy in Cocktail. You know, that kind of thing. Jerry Maguire, first 15 minutes of the movie, He's cocky young guy, he's hotshot agent, what happens? He gets a conscience, life-changing event. He puts a book in everybody's mailbox and says, this is the way we should do it. We shouldn't just be going for money and dollars. We should care, we should care about our clients. What happens the next morning? He gets fired. <laughs> it's a life-changing event for this guy. All of a sudden, we've been touched. I could see doing that. He's doing the right thing. He's doing something good for people. Now he's on the quest. So what we have is somebody that was or wasn't empathetic, but we could relate to. He was a very relatable character. All of a sudden, life-changing event right over here. <laughs> life-changing event happens. Now he's on a quest. Quest for love, quest for redemption. Is he going to win or is this guy going to fail? Are all of us watching gonna care about this because we would love to do that with our lives. We'd like to do something good for other people. Is this guy gonna get squashed or is he gonna succeed? Because I'd like to succeed in helping other people. Probably millions of people watching that movie felt the same way. He goes, he tries, he fails. He tries to win one guy, one guy back and he doesn't. He gets, he gets um, Cuba Gooding, right? Show me the money. He gets one client and maybe half of another one. And he goes and he tries and he fails and he tries and he fails and then he gets up to this peak and he finds love with Renee Zellweger's character, I can't remember, and then the little, here a little boy. So he finds love, which is the most important thing. He gets his redemption because he does have this one great client. Other people at the end of the movie come and say, you're the kind of guy I want to work with. And this was a true story, by the way, uh, Jerry Maguire. So based on, based on a true story, a true agent that has like five or 10 clients instead of, you know, 50. So it goes through that whole story arc. And again, I, I kind of broke it down. So first part, E, empathy, empathetic character. P, problem. What problem or life-changing event is there, Sri, that you can create or point out in these physicians' lives? E, what's the, or sorry, I, epic. I, what's the impact? What's the implication of doing or not doing? And where do you win and where do you lose? And you talk about not just success success you got to talk about your failures too jerry Maguire went through failures luke skywalker went through failures rocky went through failures all these great movies went through failures but they also win at the end and they win something greater bigger than themselves so their life path changes forever see and that's the call to action the call to glory the call to something greater and if we slice that down to 30 seconds empathy problem impact implications call to action Call me, let's set up an appointment. You know, that kind of thing. Boom. There's my, there's my epic story structure. Uh, I'm just awesome. taking notes while you're kind of talking, man. I thought that was a great process to really think, to, to really try to like think this actual process through because business owners struggle with that. I mean, I struggle with it and I know a lot of my clients do as well of just how to kind of set that up and really grab people with it and make it something interesting. So right before we get out of here, cause we're about to wrap up in a second, I gotta ask both you guys here, like, I mean, you would imagine this is all the key elements for like a great story right now. We're in the middle of a pandemic, right? Everyone's being impacted. There's very few people that actually know how to kind of navigate it. It seems like the perfect setting to have empathy and have that guide. And you have a lot of great characters ready, it seems like. I mean, what's your, what's your two seconds thought about how businesses ought to be navigating this actual time, you know, in healthcare and 
maybe outside healthcare as well. I'd love to hear from you guys. Sure. Sridi, would you like to go first or? Um, well, I, I think it's just a matter of uh, deciding your, you know, what your mission and your vision is, and then understanding that the people in your company are the ones that make up that mission and vision. So I, I mean, um, obviously I'm coming from a medical perspective. It's like, let's take care of them first and them and their families and make sure whatever we're doing uh, fits with them um, from a health perspective, but also a financial perspective. So a lot of businesses that are going to get through this stronger is because they're looking at what can I do? How is this match my long-term vision? How can I change? How can I pivot? How can I structure myself so that I'm still able to deliver for my clients and then for my um, employees or my team? I think that's so well said. That's uh, your mission is extremely important internally and it feeds out externally. Um, 100% with you on that. I thought that was a great answer. Thank you. <laughs> so I'd like to glom on to that and say the same thing. I think your mission is the most important thing because it's a long-term thing. It's not my goal for this month. The mission is the long-term vision for, for yourself, your company, your people. And I think that, um, I think that basically coming from a place of, I'm going to start off with that, you know, the epic story structure again, but I'm serious about this coming from a place of, of empathy. You get it. You're with them. We're all, we're look, don't you like, Hey, we're doing fine. We're working remote. We're, we're killing it here. You know yeah. what? Not everybody is. That's kind of selfish. You're being tone deaf, be empathetic. And then don't be the hero. Don't be the hero, be the guide, right? We, I kind of cut that out when I talked through the epic story structure, but be the guide. If they can, what resources, how can I help you through this? We'll get through it together. Hey, we can, something I can do to help out. Let's talk about that in a month or two when, you know, we have the new normal, you know, that kind of thing. If you can, if you can afford to be the guide, help with resources, get people through this, you know, your customers, your clients as best that you can, certainly they're going to appreciate that. They will very likely come back to you and say, okay, you helped me then we built a relationship in, in one way or another. Let me go ahead and, you know, buy your, buy your thing, buy your service, whatever it is now, or they might just do it now, depending on what you have to offer. If it's something critical or something that you've made a must have, they'll move forward now. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it is a tough time. We will make it through in one way or another. And I think that video and what you're doing right here is going to be the thing that really blossoms more than anything else. So it's a really interesting time to be, to be here. And I, I also want to say, I just wish everybody, I just had another friend that just got diagnosed and is sitting there with a 102 degree fever and all this kind of thing. And wow. Karen wishing you well, if you're happen to be listening to this and, and everybody, you know, the, the, the hundreds of thousands of people that are suffering from, from this and their families that are worried, I just wish you well, and we will get through. Thousand percent. You know, I, I think that's a perfect way to kind of wrap it up because you know, even in, even with people talking about how they want to get back out and, you know, get things going again. And here, like in LA, things got bumped out a little bit longer, it looks like, but man, there's some people that are really being, having their lives turned upside down. A lot of families have lost people and just trying to um, level set whenever you can't even operate, like, like go through the normal grieving process, you know, it, it's tough, man. So I, I think keeping that at the forefront is, is mandatory for everyone. So thank you for saying that. Yeah. Thank welcome. You. Welcome. But but all right, guys, so we're going to wrap it up right there because I don't want to even mess up this with talking too much. I'm, I'm really good at that. <laughs> so if you don't mind, just kind of plug away. Please tell everyone how, how to kind of find you. And um, I'll have links to everything in actual show notes. So I would love to get that link, Bob Star Wars as well. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, for me, it's um, the main company name is Rip Media Group, and we, you know, we are storytellers for business and medical, healthcare, etc. So we have animation videos and live action. I've also created two new things, and for your viewers, I'll give them both away free. But I got to do it for a limited period of time. But they're coming out literally now. Um, one is amazing because you can do it from home, which is make your own video, make your own personalized video. I have templates in there. You can just add text. You can add your customers in there. You can have fun with it. You can send serious messages, but you're going to you know, get access to $10,000 videos for free and you can make them and they're done in 30 seconds. And that's going to be extremely cool and helpful. So that's called the video bot. And I'll give you the link for that. And I also put a course together that's a, you know, a multi-hour version of what we just talked about today on how to create great stories. Uh, you know, we filmed this early in the year and had no idea that, you know, this might be a great time for people to, that are at home to, to learn how to be a creative director, how to be a creative, how to be a storyteller. So I'll put that link out there too. Perfect gifts, man. Thank you so much for that. Definitely you're welcome. You're welcome. I'll be checking out those videos for sure myself. Cool. <laughs> Um, yeah, to reach me, it's just uh, at Dr3MD and Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you can just DM me there. And if you're looking for anything, help with uh, wellness, health promotion, health optimization, love to help you. At Dr3MD. Beautiful, beautiful. Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on the show. Everything will be in the show notes. So I'll grab the links and I'll put everything down there. But otherwise, I appreciate everyone's time. You guys thank have a great you, Joe. Day. Thank you, Sri.